Welcome everyone to the latest Bolt from the Blue podcast. And of course, there's one topic on the agenda. This is a special episode. And this is the reported deal for Lionel Messi that you've been reading about. It's all over social media. You'd need to be living under under a rock to to avoid this. But um, luckily enough, it's not just me droning on uh, with my thoughts this time. I've got uh, two guests with me. They, they're the ones that you would expect. First of all, we have Prestwich Blue, Colin Savage. Colin, thank you so much for coming on. Hello. It's always good to speak to you, Mike, as you know. Indeed, indeed. And we also have Ray from City Fan TV. Hi, Ray. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, mate. It's a very busy time for anybody associated with um, uh, content uh, production uh, for Manchester City or on Manchester City and for uh, for just general fans as well. Okay, guys. Well, I guess we've got to start somewhere. And um, what I've chosen just to start off with is the fact that... um, just as we were um, planning this pod, I was halfway through the Transfer Window podcast with uh, Duncan Castles and Ian McGarry. And uh, what they are saying and, and what we're reading at the moment is something that you may or or, or may not agree with. But uh, those guys reckon that City are going to offer Messi a five-year deal with the final two years of that deal being at New York City that this is going to be a deal where he may even get um, some equity in lieu of cash. That's what makes me doubt it a little bit um, as part of it. And also they're reporting that uh, Jorge Messi has a meeting planned uh, today, in fact, with um, Bartomeu to try to sort something out. And apparently, according to these guys, Ray, the only thing that is holding this up is Bartomeu himself, who is insisting that Messi has to comply with the contract uh, and that disputed contract clause. He just doesn't want to go down as the the president who lost uh, Messi. What do you think about uh, about these things, Ray? What are your reaction to, to these various points? He doesn't want to be seen as a guy who let Messi go. But on the other hand, I think a lot of this is posturing because he wants to say, look, I did whatever I could. I did my best, guys. I offered to resign uh, if Messi stayed. He still didn't stay. So don't blame me. I've done my best. There's nothing more I could do. Uh, but as I said, I think it's just posturing. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's smoking daggers or whatever. The Ian McGarry um, and our good, uh, good old friend uh, Duncan Castles, look, I think they're like, a, right now, very much like a lot of clueless journalists out there. You can write almost anything you, know, you like. You can put a figure on a contract and add a note on it. And, you, you know, people, some people would believe you. You can throw in lots of different plays into this. You can make up whatever you want, basically. You can make up whatever you want, basically. And people will, can't dispute it because you can't prove it's wrong. So I, I could turn around and say, well, um, Messi's going to go for you know, a package of 300 million euros or 200 million euros or 100 million euros. No one knows. And I really don't believe the powers that be at City, if they have been discussing this, have, um, you know, one of them has rung up Duncan Castle and said, hey, Duncan, you know, I want to just let you in. I'm going to want to tell you a story, Duncan, about what this deal is about. I just don't believe it. You know, um, there's, there's a lot more important people to talk to. And, and also, there was a, a rumour came out that, um, City were going to throw in a lot of players, including possibly Gabriel Jesus, Riyad Mahrez, and Bernardo Silva. Their names were mentioned, and I think City apparently came out very, very quickly and briefed certain journalists 
that these three players were not going to leave. So I'd rather believe the people who were brief than Duncan Castles, who's certainly not on anybody's Christmas card list. Okay, so let's go over to Colin Savage. Colin, do you share that scepticism? And and if so, what do you think is more um, likely to be true? Well, you know, it's one of my favourite Twitter quips. Um, but when a journalist comes out with something that sounds unlikely, um, my reply is always, well, of course, the first thing that Chicky Bagheristan does when he's negotiated a deal is pick up the phone and speak to the Daily Mirror. Yeah, Duncan knows no more than anyone else. That 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 for sure. I, I'm very sceptical about those figures. I think it's more likely to be in the region of 300 million over five years because I think the fee will be around the, the 100 million mark. Uh, and just to make it clear, I know there's a lot of talk about 700 million euro release clause in Messi's contract, but the story seems to be, and I know having said journalists talk nonsense, uh, I've got to be careful how I phrase this, but the story does seem to be on reliable information that that's, that release clause expired at the end of last season. So basically, Messi is worth what Barcelona can get for him, not 700 million uh, euros. And looking at his contract, again, we don't know what he's paid. The story's always paid 60 million euros a year, 50 million quid, 50 odd million quid, something like that. Generally, Tribunals will, will take the view, the Webster ruling, which, which was brought in because of a player trying to get out of a contract, the Webster ruling would apply to, to Messi's contract, because he's over 28, he's been in that contract two years. Basically, you're looking at the final, his final year's wages. So even if he's on 60 million, that's the value of his contract. So, you know, 100 million around that is a good deal. So, um, and the story does seem to be on, Probably a more reliable information that, than Duncan's had is that um, he won't be on any more than Kevin De Bruyne or any other top earner, like Aguero, Sterling, someone like that, which is about will be about twenty million a year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, um, Ray, uh, that does seem a lot more persuasive, but I'm a little bit confused because if this is in fact the case, the uh, the briefings coming out of Barcelona are very, very, very hard headed and. Uh, they seem to be threatening litigation and the fact that we all have to go back to our friends at CAS. Uh, you're not convinced by that then, I guess? Give him a poker right now. Uh, I just think Barcelona bluffing. Bartomeu, he's, he's going to get booted out next year anyway as president. Fans are really against him. He's trying to get, he's trying to twist, the, uh, twist it around the narrative a little and so that people blame Messi by saying I've done as much as I can. It's an interesting point though. Uh, I just want to throw out there. The lawyers, apparently, that are advising Lionel Messi about what to do are the very same lawyers that wrote this contract. And they've been, they've been given the boot by Barcelona. I think they were subcontracted lawyers. They've been given the boot by Barca because they're working with uh, Messi now. And you'd like to think they know the ins and outs of the contracts and, and, um, and how to get, um, once you get around it or look for any loopholes, but, you know, look to, to work the contract, let's say. Um, in, in, in the way that it will suit Lionel Messi. So I just can't see the benefit to Barcelona from prolonging this. Uh, Bartomeu's like a, a fish out of water that's flapping around, uh, knowing it's going to die sooner or later uh, and gasping for breath. And he, he's doing that, you know, rather than taking a, a sensible option and, and, and slow, slowly sl- slithering back into some water and being able to breathe uh, properly, he's just ca- carrying on flashing, uh, thrashing his tail around <laughs> It's a very silly analogy, but he's thrashing his tail around and, and just trying to show people that he's doing the best he can and don't blame him for Lionel Messi leaving and don't blame him for spending 400 million euros on three players who were over 
they overpaid on people like Coutinho, people like Dembele, um, people like Griezmann, who haven't uh, made the difference inside. You know, it's never his fault. It's always somebody else's fault. And they don't want to accept that. Messi has been basically uh, probably propping up this team uh, for the last few years. Um, but I, th- I think the time will come, and I hope it's very soon, so we can get off and move on to other, other uh, subjects and get Messi in the house. I think the time will come when Bartomeu has to admit defeat. Um, you know, it, it's just such bad PR for Barcelona to, to push this uh, for any length of time. I compare yep. it to um, the, the mathematician John Nash, who was featured in the film *A Beautiful Mind*. He developed a uh, he developed a game theory, a, a branch of mathematics. And, and, and the way people normally describe game theory is: two convicts get arrested, or alleged convicts get arrested for an offence. And the police have them in separate rooms. And they say to each of them, Danny, you've got choices. You can say nothing, but if your partner confesses and you say nothing, you'll get a 10-year sentence. Um, you, you can split on your partner uh, and you'll get a reduced sentence. If you both confess, you'll, you'll get something in the middle. So, so the convict has to decide what, what's the optimal outcome. Now, everyone knows the optimal outcome is both say nothing if the police have got no proof. But of course, both are thinking, what's in it for me? And this is kind of a demonstration of, of game theory. And as Ray said, Bartomeu is up for re-election in, in, uh, next year, March. He's got to think, what's the outcome for me? Uh, he may have given up on the election altogether. I don't, we don't know. But he's got to put himself, in, I think, in a position where he can say, well, I did, all, I did my best to keep him, but he didn't want to... You know, he didn't want to stay and, and, um, you know, it's, it's not my fault. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen, whatever. I think the fans of, of, of the members of Barcelona have probably had enough of him. And, um, yeah, so, but in financial terms, this 700 million euro release cause we think, we, we almost definitely think is a goner. So we talked about the potential implications. And the, the other thing that could happen is, is that uh, either Barcelona agree a fee, it could go to CAS, FIFA, FIFA have a couple of, committees that look at these things uh, and that, that won't necessarily stop the transfer by the way because if even if La Liga were, were, were to refuse to issue a transfer certificate uh, and the process is that the FA or City have to apply we have to apply via the FA to La Liga for an international transfer certificate which gives us leave to complete the, the transfer. If La Liga fail to respond to that altogether within 15 days the certificate gets issued. Don't think they'll do that, but they can refuse. Don't necessarily have to have a reason. They can just refuse. If they refuse, uh, it then gets sent up to FIFA. FIFA can then say, "Okay, we're going to issue a provisional certificate, and then we'll decide on what happens next." So there's a number of choices. This is where take game theory comes in. Really, there's talk of Messi's contract allowing him to allows him to leave at the end of last season for nothing, and he gave notice via this what they call a bureau fax, which is a uh, Spanish equivalent of a uh, recorded letter to Barcelona that was leaving. The issue around that is it would seem that the date was what we call in IT hard coded in. So June the 10th being 10 days after the presumed end of the season, which is May, May the 31st. If that's the case, that could be, could be a problem because obviously the end of the season this season wasn't June the 10th. Only, only just happened towards the end of August. Um, or 22nd, we played the Champions League final. Now, the question is, if a Swiss court, rather than a Spanish court, were to look at that clause and say, well, I know it says June the 10th, what does it actually mean? We think it means 10 days after the end of the season, that Messi could walk away for nothing. They, they could say, well, actually, yeah, um, he's not entitled to walk away for nothing because it says June the 10th, 
but actually we'll agree a fee and we've got something to compare it to because when Ronaldo left Real Madrid to go to Juve there was a similar sort of dispute over the fee uh, and it was set at 100 million euros because uh, Ronaldo very similar age last year the contract basically you know the fee will reflect the remaining value of the contract and that won't be more than 100 million might even be half that 50 million 60 million I don't know so um so Barcelona again they've got three choices they take the they take a risk they can they can hold out, but they take a risk that Messi walks for nothing. They, they can hold out uh, and get some sort of fee, but it, you know, I can't see it being more than a hundred million pounds, uh, and maybe a lot less. Or they can agree a fee now and do it amicably, uh, and they could probably get more by doing it now because obviously they want Eric Garcia. So you know, quid pro quo, we can do a nice little deal which uh, bundles Garcia into the deal. Uh, and we pay 70, 80 million, I don't know what. Uh, we, we perhaps do a 100 million pound deal, maybe a bit more. Uh, and Messi comes this way and everything goes through smoothly. So, you know, Barcelona have got, Barcelona and Bartomeu have got to look at the, the risks of everything that happened, everything potentially happened. Uh, you know, what Bartomeu would, the worst thing that could happen for him was, would be, you know, if it goes to a tribunal, people decide actually he could walk, walk away for nothing. Uh, so he's been stupid. That, that would kill his election chances. So in every sense, the best thing he could do is to do a nice little deal now where he'll get probably, he was almost certainly get more than he would do if he uh, tried to be stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ray, I mean, it's very, the, the stance that um, Bartomeu and uh, the directors at Barcelona have taken is very, very perplexing. And um, what was very confusing also was the Spanish Football Federation coming out and backing their uh, interpretation of what that contract um, really dates. What was your reaction to that one? And um, did you sense the, the fingerprints of Mr. Tebas behind that particular briefing? Yes, Javier Tebas. Uh, I mean, Javier Tebas is a guy who makes Jabba the Hutt look uh, like Charles Atlas. Um, Javier Tebas, um, he's, he's, he's not... An, I think... Uh, is a, for me, anyway, I, I find him a very vile individual, uh, always commenting about uh, Manchester City. I don't know why he should... And as I think uh, Pep or Khaldun has said, he should focus on his own league. They've got problems there. I think Pep said that. They've got problems over in, in Spain, and he should focus on his own league and sorting their problems out than uh, poking his nose in over at Man City. Uh, the fact that they've waded in, I, I'm, I'm shocked that, that they've waded in on, on this. I understand why, partly why they're doing it because they're losing all their stars. They've lost Ronaldo a couple of seasons ago. He left. They've lost Neymar. They never thought he'd go, and they, they tried to uh, stop that happening. And they got a bit of egg on the face there to lose Messi as well. Well, all if you if you argue that the top four stars in the world football are Messi, Neymar, uh, Mbappe, and Ronaldo, if Messi leaves, none of them are in Spain. Their TV deal comes up, I think, for renewal next season. A lot of clubs in Spain, I believe, are starting to run at a loss because of the COVID-19 uh, situation. I think, if I'm right, 80% of the uh, TV income goes to the top five clubs in five or six clubs in Spain. Everybody's struggling financially because of COVID. A renewal of the TV deal without Messi, surely no one's going no one's going to uh, pay anywhere near what they were paying before well, while Messi was there, especially. Uh, since I think since his TV deal, Ronaldo's already left, Neymar's gone. Me- what what's there to look at at Spanish football? And you can see the results as well. In, in um, Real Madrid humbled by Manchester City, Barcelona battered and humiliated by Bayern Munich. 
uh, only Sevilla, uh, you know, flying the flag for La Liga. So they're in a really um, perilous state at the moment. So you can understand why they want Messi to, to stick around and why, you know, I think it's, um, it's a, it's basically, they're, they're firing blanks. I mean, they're firing blanks here, just trying to hope that somehow they can stave off this uh, Messi leaving. But I, I just don't think they can. And here's a funny thing. For me, anyway, um, it's a bit of a coincidence that they're coming out and making these pronouncements about Messi's contract. I know how, talking about this, let's call it the sanctity of the contract and, he's, and the clauses, and he's got to stick to the contract. But when a club wants to dump a player who's under contract, they don't come out and say anything. Now, Luis Suarez was told, apparently, in a two or three minute telephone conversation that his services were no longer required at Barcelona. And He's on a 14 million euro a year salary, and he's apparently told them, I want my salary paid up. I'm not going to go quietly. I want my salary paid up, or I'm going to stay. You're not going to get rid of me. Um, I'm not going to you know, basically be transferred somewhere else unless you pay up the remaining uh, amounts of money you owe me under my contract. Why didn't the league say anything about that? Why haven't they come out and made a pronouncement about what Barcelona are doing to Luis Suarez, trying to bump him off? and push him to one side and make him uh, leave. Why haven't they come and said anything about that? Utter hypocrisy that they're going to say something about Lionel Messi and ignore what Barcelona are doing to their own player. We've already seen the mess they're in. Was it Vidal's left? Suarez is going. I think somebody else's uh, Rakitic has gone. You know, OK, they're the, some of the older players. But they're losing their their stars, their aging stars, but they're losing them. It's an absolute meltdown right now, Barcelona. They can't get the players they want. Latoura Martinez... They wanted him. He was going about 80 million uh, euros. I've been speaking to um, uh, an Italian journalist tonight and said, uh, he's been telling me that uh, the Inter uh, president said no uh, offer has been forthcoming from Barcelona. I, to be honest, I don't expect the offer to, 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 to come in at all. I, I don't know how they're going to rebuild if they're not going to spend any money. It's an absolute diabolical mess. So La Liga, Bartomeu and, and everybody else associated with, it, it's just, um, it's, it's going to be a terrible situation when, for them when Messi leaves. Uh, and I hope, hope um, you know, I, I'll, be, I'll be cheering. I'll be cheering both Messi arriving and for leaving them in an absolute mess. Yeah, I know. It's it's interesting, isn't it, uh, Colin? Uh, President Bartomeu, if you think about it from a Barcelona point of view, he is he's really a nightmare of a president because instead of um, letting this thing get sorted out with some dignity and some guaranteed cash for uh, the huge squad build that they have on he's uh, he appears just to be digging his heels in and, and making it uh, all a lot worse anyway colin so you disagreed uh, with the likelihood of those figures that were being bandied about but um what about the other points how long of a contract do you think it might be and do you think um new york city fc would be factored into it in some way um, it seems that way. Again, we don't know, do we? And um, the talk is of potentially three years at City and then two years in New York, maybe the other way around. I, I don't know. But um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I've always been a little bit critical of CFG. I, I've said um, I don't see the point of it, but all of a sudden there's perhaps a point to CFG. Uh, I think because we can uh, move someone like Messi to New York. He's still in. He's still in the public eye, even more so perhaps in the USA. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, it seems the most likely thing to do, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm just going to stay with you um, for another quick uh, question, Colin. What's your latest understanding of the Koulibaly situation, and has that uh, has that at all been affected by the large finances being involved here? 
My understanding is I, I read two two consecutive tweets. One is that we'd agreed a fee for Koulibaly with Napoli of like £63 million. Pounds. The other is we hadn't even put an offer in. So who knows? I don't think that... The question about the finances, I think there's two different questions there. One is there might be a lot of cash needed, which is the more troublesome question. We know that um, Sheikh Mansour could always potentially provide the cash, but we also know, uh, I know because I was told firsthand, that the club has to run uh, on a self-sustaining basis. So it could end up borrowing money. So, so yeah, Messi com- coming along potentially impacts from a cash point of view what we can do. I don't think it will, but from um, from a financial fair play point of view, no, there's no, I don't think there's any issue there. The, the concern would be, uh, is it using, can we get the cash, basically, to do the deal? I've got to say, Mike, I was speaking to my uh, talent journalist tonight about Koulibaly. We were doing a, a video about him, um, and, and this, did, this did come up. And the figure he was expecting was about 70 million euros, uh, which is about 62, 63 million quid. So that's the figure he thinks is going to be the compromised figure. He's of the opinion that probably he will leave. The Napoli have got uh, Victor Ossiman, I think 55 million euros that he cost them. How do they pay for that? They're, they're, they're not in the Champions League, so they dropped out from the Champions League to the Europa League. That's going to hit the bottom line, let's say 30 or 40 million euros potentially. Um, it is a big, a big drop from the Champions League to the Europa League, unless you get right to the latter stages of the Europa League. No fans in grounds, you know, so they're, they're losing money there. Don't know what's going to happen next next season. Even if your finances are very, very good, uh, a drop-off of about 50 or 60 million euros in a season is going to hurt. And you just paid 55 million for Victor Osman. Yes, uh, Colin will say he's on amortisation, and that's only going to be about 11 or 12 million euros a year, plus his salary, which is going to be, let's say, another... Uh, 10 or 12 million so it's about 25 it's not too bad but you just missed out on about 55 or 60 million euros so it's going to hurt and he uh, believes as well that there's a sale there somewhere there's a sale there for Napoli to to help them rebuild and who who is a better marketable uh, person uh, than Khalid Koulibaly and we did talk about other players that they might want to sell like Milik uh, who's a, a very good striker for them but it does feel like Napoli haven't got enough money to, to comfortably get through FFP. Uh, and, and Koulibaly is it's another one of these where it's it's calling your bluff, um, holding out for as long as you can, which is what uh, De Laurentiis does. I'm just hoping that City can turn around and say, look, look, we're buying Messi. We haven't got so much money. Messi's pretty expensive, guys. You know, we haven't got the 80 million euros you want. Uh, can we do a deal at 65 or 70 million? I'm, I'm expecting a deal to come in between 60 and 70 million euros, a small amount as an add-on, which they'd probably expect to get because it'll be, it'll be on, you know, uh, the basis of City winning some trophies, like the Premier League or a cup or something, and the Champions League. And they'd expect in the next three or four years to get all of that, let's say five or six million euros as add-on. So my feeling is it's going to be around 65 million quid. Okay, guys. Well, it's very interesting now the situation that we've got among all of the in the nose. All of the, the journalists, the ones that we love so much, um, pretty much everyone is agreed that uh, this deal, however it gets done, it is going to happen. And um, certain people who had, uh, you know, made predictions about this being a 90% um, chance aren't looking so uh, so <laughs> naive now. Um, it uh, looks I like... Who, I wonder who gave that prediction, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's... Just setting aside, Colin, the the various details of how the contract might go and um, how it could be paid, how it could be financed, 
Let's get down to brass tacks here and ask you, how likely do you think it is for this to happen? And the reason that I'm asking you that is that there's still a little a, a rump, a sort of little hardcore of sort of veteran um, scribes who are basically refusing to accept this for these reasons. Here's the nub of their argument. They're basically saying, and it, it basically amounts to, I just can't see it. I just can't imagine him not wearing a Barcelona shirt because, you know, he's got his home there. He's got his wife and family and his friends there. It, we just cannot, you know, they just cannot wrap their minds around uh, the concept. What do you think about that? And how likely do you think it is to happen? I think it's 90% certain to happen now. Yeah. I, I really do. I mean, um, we, we know his father's on his way to Europe uh, in a in a Gulf Citation 5 jet. Uh, perhaps he'll be picking up with little Leo and bringing him with him to Manchester. There's a, possi- good, there's a possibility this deal could be done by weekend. Possibility. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it will be. Yeah, I mean, it's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. When we go back to that Suleiman Al-Fayim uh, opening day, and um, I know uh, Vicky Kloss was quite busy on that day because he was quite uh, quotable and was quite happy to give his number out and, and uh, get, gave the, the people in the press team a bit of a nightmare, to be honest. And uh, you know, yeah, he was talking about, we're going to win the Champions League and we're going to buy Messi. And you know, we all laughed, didn't we? And there's that Gary Cook story about how he's in London and, and um, someone said something about getting Messi. It kind of Chinese whispers ended up, we ended up faxing a bid to Barcelona, 80 million euros to buy, try and buy Messi. And, you know, we laughed at that sort of presumption, but it's happening. I'm 90% certain it's going to happen. Yes, it will seem uh, strange not to see him in a Barcelona show because there were some players hasten to, <laughs> to come, to compare him with the likes of, um, Steven Gerrard or, or Mark Noble or, or someone like that, you know, one club players, but, um, there aren't that many of them these days, but yeah, to, to see Lionel Messi in a, in a sky blue city shirt would be mind blowing. I mean, it's fascinating, isn't it, Ray? I mean, the only thing that I can sort of compare it to in terms of shock value is um, I remember um, an American TV broadcast, a panel show uh, in which the guests were asked who they thought was going to be the uh, the next president of the United States, and I think it was Ann Coulter who said she thought it would be Donald Trump, and they literally laughed her out. I mean, the audience were just in hysterics at the very suggestion. Just wrapping your 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 mind around this, Ray, let's, let's move on to more exciting things to talk about, and how do you think that he'll fit into Pep's system, and what sort of impact do you think he will have? Well, I think he's versatile. He's flexible, um, is Leo Messi. You know, I feel he, he. I'm not sure Pep is going to play him in just one uh, orthodox position. We've seen he can play as a false nine. We've seen him play on the right, cutting in. I mean, I, I love, I, I absolutely love the idea of Lionel Messi playing on the right and cutting in, uh, jinking through defenders and slotting it in into the far corner or dinking it over the keeper. I think he can play as an attacking midfielder with KDB. Uh, that's a Mike Walking prospect. Um, you know, that'll keep the Algerian fans happy to think Mahrez will be playing up front with uh, Sterling and um, Aguero and you've got KDB and uh, Messi behind them and uh, whoever you want as a defensive midfielder. <laughs> we're not, we're not, I don't think too many people are bothered about that, especially if we get Kiri Koulibaly as well. You know, you're not worried who the defensive midfielder is, but it, it's, it's just uh, an unbelievable prospect of where he can fit into that side. There's so many different options 
uh, and I think other people will play uh, around him. And what are, what kind of impacts can he have? You know, oh, well, I think the fans will go crazy. I mean, um, I'm just trying to think of a chant. Uh, the, the, the chant, you know, there'll be people there right now in, in on various different city YouTubers or social media people thinking of the chance. I mean, I don't know. Leo, Leo Messi. Na, 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 na. I don't know. I mean, that's not very uh, good <laughs> uh, chant, but there'll be, you know, there'll be people coming up with songs for him already. I, I mean, I, I'm probably, I mean, la- last week when we spoke, Mike, I was a six out of 10 uh, on this while you were a nine. Uh, I have to say, uh, you know, I'm up to eight and a half, nine now. Last night I was up to eight and a half. Today I feel like a nine. After talking to you guys, I can't see it not happening. Uh, I'm, I'm maybe even, you know, breaking into, into the nineties. Um, mm-hmm. it, it just looks, it just looks like there's no other option, you know, and it's looked like, to be honest, it looked like there was no option for a little while, but it just feels like it's, it's inevitable. There's n- what's stopping it, you know, and it, it, it would be futility and stupidity and foolishness of the highest order for Barcelona to keep fighting this. Yes, some people are stubborn and they will fight, but I think at the back of my mind, because the president is responsible, if people prove he's wasted the money, they can sue him. He can be sued personally. Bartomeu pushing this to, to go to court and possibly ending up losing Messi on a free. Does that mean he could be personally liable for not getting 50 million or 80 or 100 million euros on him? And he could be wiped out. So he himself has got to tread carefully. So it just makes me feel more and more uh, positive about this deal, more and more certain that it's just posturing, uh, you know, call my bluff from um, Bartomeu and he's just going to have to cave because, he, you know, it would be stupidity of Katie Hopkins' proportions, if you remember that case, where she just wouldn't apologise for something and she ended up losing her house. It would be it would be crass stupidity of, of that kind of proportions for Bartomeu to keep fighting this. And as Colin said, yeah, it could it could be in you know uh, by the weekend, Messi could be uh, you know properly uh, out of Barcelona and on his way to Manchester. Well, it's interesting, Colin. I mean, the 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 report, all of this excitement and hysteria about Messi has been. Put in the shade a little bit, of course, by the um, the signing of Donny Van Der Beek, or a, or was it James Van Der Beek, the actor? I don't know from Manchester United and Gabriel Magalis uh, for for Arsenal. But um, let me just throw this one at you, Colin. Uh, are there any City players whose positions are under threat by this kind of a move, in your view? Uh, it's difficult to say, isn't it? I mean, um, there was a rather sarcastic tweet from Barney Roney talking about Phil Foden, about how, you know, the position, that position has opened up on the on the left side of midfield, and now it's closed again. Well, of course, as Ray said, Messi won't be playing on the left side of midfield. He'll be playing on the right side of midfield. So, so you've got to look at, and we don't know how we'll line up, but I guess you, you're looking at potentially Riyad Mahrez. And now, don't get me wrong, I like Riyad Mahrez as a player. Technically superb, uh, and he gives us something a little bit different. What I haven't done is done the... Um, I haven't uh, worked out the numbers on the squad yet, so you know, whether we can afford it. I don't think anyone would want to sell Bernardo, but let's be honest, he had a very indifferent, almost anonymous season uh, last season. And, and, and there's always you know, there's always the issue that, we, 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 as I said before, the cash could be an issue. We might have to go out and raise the cash. I'd, I'd say the player who was, if any player is under threat, I, I would say perhaps it was Mahrez. Mm-hmm. Over to you, Ray. Same question. Uh, who's under threat? I, I don't think Bernardo's any way, shape, or form under threat. Really, 
yes, he, his season wasn't great last season, but the season before, he was on fire. You know, he was uh, voted by City fans as the player of the season, and we won the uh, domestic treble. He was the player of our season. He went to the Nations League, and he won it with Portugal being the player of the tournament, uh, of the finals there. So, you know, that's the level he is. If he's had a, a dip in form one season, so be it. He's, he excelled the season before. And I, I think he deserves that opportunity to to get uh, back to where he was. Um, who else is, could be under threat? <sighs> He's looking like Mares. You know, if, if Real Madrid came in now and offered us fifty million for Mares, he'd be jumping at the opportunity to go. And I think we'd let him go, uh, even at uh, you know at that price, because that fifty million quid on Mares, we paid what sixty million for him on a five year contract. We're talking about numbers again, so. He's probably worth about 36 million. If we can get 50, 50, 55, you know, we'll get 15 or 20 million pound profit on him. It's all good for the numbers help to stack up. So he's probably, uh, in the weakest position, um, just because he didn't put it, he hasn't put in a stellar, uh, performance in a season like Bernardo did. Uh, who else could be a threat? This talk of Gabby J, but, you know, talking to, you know, South American journalists, for instance, they don't want to see Gabby J go. They think he's wonderful. He brings so much to the team. You know, maybe they don't, you know, maybe being offside is, is acceptable down in South America all the time. But all fingers point to Mares. You could argue, you know, if we need to raise cash, could Gundogan go? And the Barcelona have been interested in him in the past. I don't think Pep wants Gundogan to leave. And, you know, if we need cash, do we let Otamendi go? Stones? You know, that's where I see us raising the cash, especially if we get Kuli Bali uh, at the back and let the, we'll be top heavy, uh, forwards wise, but I think, uh, for one or two seasons, let's do it. I have no problem with that. Yeah, I always say with a forward, they will rarely play more than 40 games a season. We are looking to play you know, 60 games a season, aren't we? Yeah. So if you think about five, potentially five forwards, for you know, 4 one 3 2 you're talking about 300 games, 300-man games, if you like. So you need seven, eight forwards. Yeah, simple as that. I'll tell you a funny thing. We, talk, we were talking about the takeover and soon after. If you go back about 10 years, we had Balotelli, Tevez, Dzeko and Aguero eight, eight, eight or nine years ago. So, you know, we went through a season with those four. Why can't we be top heavy, um, forwards wise? And I think that, I think that accepts it for a season or two. Um, what's going on? And yes, it might be that Aguero and Messi would leave in two or three years time. And then, you know, he'll get back to, it will get some sanity back. Um, but I, I think, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I've never been there, never will be there. But the thought of having a season with Messi and to be told that, well, listen, you know, you might only play 20 games this season, but you'll be playing with Lionel Messi and training with him every day. And maybe for one season, I'm prepared to accept that just to be, you know, on the same pitch, on the same team, shaking hands and, you know, having a brew with Messi. Uh, just for one season, I think I'd, I'd forego. Uh, a lot of games. And if it was Mares, I mean, he could look and say, I'll be 30 next season. I'll do a deal with City. You know, let me go next summer. I'll stick around to help you out or whatever. You know, I think there's going to be some flexibility there. But it, it, it might also come down to on the, um, and at some point we'll look at this, I'm sure, the, the non-homegrown number of players. We're only allowed 17. Yes, we've lost Flavio Bravo. Yes, we've lost David Silva and Leroy Sane. We've picked up the goalie, Zach Stefan. Ferran Torres, if I'm right, He's, he's 20 years old, so he doesn't count in, in the squads yet. Um, and so have we got two more spaces left? Because Nathan Ake, he counts as homegrown because he's come from, he spent his time at uh, Chelsea. So I think, I think we might have two non-homegrown spots 
uh, available. Uh, and that could be Koulibaly Messi. Here's a question uh, for you, Colin. I was, I was just reading um, Sam Lee on The Athletic there uh, recently. And um, is it true that um, if City were to sign Messi, they've obviously got over 40 sponsorship agreements with both global and, and regional um, organizations. Would they really be able to um, revisit those contracts and, and charge them a Messi tax? We don't know what the contracts say, um, but they'd be daft if they didn't, so if they couldn't, actually, like I've said before, I know 2013, when, when a possibility of a deal was on the table, we were looking at our two main sponsors, who were then Nike and Etihad, to double their contributions if Messi came. Now, I know I've seen some press comment that it's illogical to, to expect, say, Puma to, to do that, because uh, we don't get the money for that, but Puma would sell more shirts. Uh, and I don't buy the argument it would only be City fans buying Messi shirts. There would be a lot of people buying Messi shirts who would not have bought a City shirt before all, all over the world. So it's a great opportunity for Puma. Uh, Etihad, I think the, the opportunities are probably more limited, maybe. I don't know. Uh, because I think they pay us a fair whack anyway. But there are new... You look, you look at someone like Hayes and maybe they're paying us two, three million a year for that. I, I don't know. But you say to them, OK, Messi's the face of Hayes. Uh, now you're paying us 15 million a year, and we can attract. Just imagine the sponsors he'll bring with him, uh, and, and new sponsors we could attract. I mean, you look at like the likes of Nissan and Nexen, and you know, all those kind of second tier sponsors we've got underneath Puma and, and Etihad. You know, they would pay. They would pay a lot of money. We've seen it with, as I say, we've seen it with Wayne Rooney and the way um, his agreement was set up by his agent, whereas. United negotiated the deals, but they were done with the joint venture company they set up. So there's all sorts of commercial possibilities, and I'd be staggered. You know, if we're talking about 100 million fee for Messi, let's say 120 million, 20, 20 24 million amortization a year. If we're talking about wages of 20 million a year, there's only 40, 40, 40 to 45 million on the bottom line expenses for, for Messi per year. I'd be staggered if we couldn't make that back in commercial income. Ray, uh, just moving on to a slightly different point, what is your understanding of uh, Pep Guardiola's contract situation and is there any extent to which that Messi might want to link the duration of, of his contract to Guardiola's so that they could uh, see out this time together? What do you think about that? I, I can see the logic behind that. Uh, I and mean, I was given some information a few weeks ago uh, I was told that uh, Pep was expecting to, uh, or it, it was expected that Pep would extend his contract. This was whilst we were still in the Champions League. It's possible that it would be a rolling uh, 12-month deal, but he's, he'd at least get put an extra year on his contract so to give that stability, to give that confidence that he's still going to be there. You know, we saw what was what was happening with uh, Manuel Pellegrini. And we all knew that he, he added in a year extension and Pep was going to come anyway. But it was trying to get the players to not... I wouldn't say down tools, but disrespect a little bit the final year of someone's contract. So I think I expect um, Pep to, at some point soon, I expect that to be uh, announced, that he's going to at least put a one. I mean, we don't obviously don't know the exact uh, details, but either a one or two year extension uh, or a one year extension with a 12 month rolling contract. So every year he could have, a, a for instance, a 12, he could give 12 months notice. I don't think City would allow him uh, it's just to make sense to just at the end of a season say right I'm off <laughs> because as as Barcelona uh, are finding out 
it doesn't. It might not work out too well to allow that to happen. Um, so I'm expecting him to to uh, to extend, and it might just be. Uh, here's a scenario. I mean, I don't know about this. Uh, you know, this offer of a five year deal, three years at City, two years at New York City FC. But it is a coincidence that Mr. Pep Guardiola. Where did he go for his um, sabbatical? That's right, New York. New York. So, and of course, if Messi's coming to City for three years, then Pep's staying for three years. Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, I, I I heard it was a two-year extension potentially, but whether true or not, I don't know. Well, well, there you go. I mean, if I mean, it's, it's all conjecture because we don't know if if Messi's been offered a three years here and then two years in, in New York City. But could you imagine Messi coming here for three years, Pep staying for three years, Messi going to New York City? Pep likes it on the uh, on the east coast of the states, and maybe Pep goes there for a couple of years, two or three years in New York. It's What's I, I would just throw this out there. What's left for Pep in Europe? Going back to Barca, it's it, that's like I, I think that's suicidal. It, you know, it will it will send him over the edge going back to Barcelona because it, they're an absolute mess politically. It is just the wrong thing to do. Go to France to manage PSG. I don't see the point. Italy, I, I just don't see it honestly. And it would just it just looks like a wonderful opportunity for Pep to go to New York for two or three seasons. Then maybe take over at Spain when he's in his mid fifties, late fifties. Sounds right. Okay, Colin. Um, we're coming to the end of this particular pod, but uh, let's finish off and um, and uh, ask uh, a, a listener question. Um, Colin Savage, you and uh, Ray, of course, are, are season card uh, holders. Do you feel like with the impending arrival of the greatest uh, footballer in the world, does your season ticket feel a little bit like a you know, a Willy Wonka Willy golden Wonka. ticket. <laughs> well, except you can't use it at the moment, of course. <laughs> right. We're talking to City about getting some fans back into grounds and, uh, you know, in a, in a month's time. But the situation in Manchester, I can't, can't say that. I, I guess I they want to know how excited you are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we're looking at potentially best case scenario, we get a vaccine in January and, and it's all hunky-dory and we can all go back and watch football, yeah, I'll be back like a shot. And Ray, will you be doing? Will you be hanging around, um, getting selfies with Messi like you've done with the other players? Well, I, I certainly don't think uh, Messi will uh, do a selfie with me. Actually, if I if I manage to bag one with Messi, he'll be the first player that's shorter than me that I got a picture with. <laughs> um, but to be honest, I mean, look, uh, I've got to speak quietly. My missus is we're in a hotel at the moment. She's got her headphones on. I've still got to speak quietly to say that you know we're in we're in France at the moment. And uh, if Messi signs, I'll be legging it back to Manchester whenever I can. Wherever we're, we're we're living at the time, because you know to, to think you know even with the quarantine, I'll, I'll do the two weeks quarantine if I have to uh, to see Lionel Messi play just once. I just want to see him once wearing uh, the blue shirt of uh, of City. Uh, you know, my allowed to. It's something to tell my grandkids. You know, I saw Messi play in Manchester, Manchester City. Uh, I, that just uh, you know you can tell how excited I was by trying to sing uh, a, a chant a little bit earlier. That's how excited I'm. I, I do some silly things like that. Yeah. But it is, it is, it is. Just the thought of it is, uh, I'm drooling. I'm drooling at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if that particular uh, piece of um, musical repertoire would beat the beat the edit, Ray. But uh, anyway, we'll 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 see. We'll see. Um, but uh, I think we'll 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 just draw this to a close now, guys. Um, because I I have a feeling that you know we might be doing another one on this self same topic in in not a very long time because obviously things are are changing i, I guess the thing that uh, everyone's interested in now is what is going to come from that discussion between 
Jorge Messi and uh, Bartomeu, but uh, that will probably be coming up um, on your Twitter uh, feeds uh, quite soon. But um, let's just uh, stop it there, guys, and uh, say thank you very much for listening. And, of course, say thank you to our our two contributors here. First of all, you've been listening to Colin Savage. Colin, thank you so much for coming on. It's a pleasure. It's going to be an interesting week, isn't it? Certainly is. And thank you so much, Ray. Oh, it's been a pleasure as well. And as Colin says, it'll be very interesting. I mean, by the time we next speak, we might have two new players. Uh... <laughs> we, we may indeed. We may indeed. Okay, guys, we'll leave it there and finish off in the normal way and say we'll be back with you um, shortly. Uh, until then, have one on us and up the blues. It's about time that your mind took a hold